0: Shaw here. Over the next couple of weeks we will be releasing some history podcasts to help develop your learning. The series will cover crime and punishment. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to your favourite teacher. Today, we'll be examining how in the period 1500 to 1700, there were changes to what was considered a criminal act. By the end of this episode, you should have knowledge of which acts became criminal offences in this period, as well as which old crimes resurfaced and became more prolific. You should also gain an understanding of the factors that explain why these things were now deemed a criminal offence. We'll be focusing in on the crimes of vagabondage, smuggling poaching, witchcraft, and finally, the things that became illegal acts under the rule of Oliver Cromwell. So, we start by taking a look at the crime of vagabondage. To be a vagabond meant that you were someone who was homeless and in search of work because you were unemployed. To find work, you may have found yourself in the situation of having to travel from village to village or town to town. And in the course of your search, you may have also had to ask for charity from others. And in some cases, Vagabonds would sometimes resort to stealing food or money in order to survive. Now, being a vagabond had been a punishable offence before 1500. From 1495 onwards, the Vagabond and Beggars Act stated that the idol were to be put in the stocks or sent back to the parish where they were born. The assumption at this time was that poverty was caused by laziness. So if you were unemployed and begging, it was not because you'd fallen in hard times, but rather because you were lazy. The belief being that homelessness was a lifestyle choice rather than an awful predicament that some people unfortunately found themselves in. However, by 1536, the punishment for vagabondage had got significantly worse, with vagabonds being tied to a cart and whipped through the streets on their first offence. On the second offence, there would be physical punishment by having part of their ear cut off, and by the third offence, they faced execution. By 1547, vagabonds were being branded with hot irons that burnt the letter V onto their skin so that they would have a permanent punishment that would be visible for all to see. In addition, they would be sold into slavery for a period of two years. By 1597, vagabonds continued to be branded and whipped if they were caught and arrested. So, why did the punishments for this type of crime become so harsh at this particular point in time? Well. A number of factors help explain. First was the fact that the gap between rich and poor was growing, as food prices rose but wages fell. And the nature of society meant that there were more people in the poorer sections of society than rich. However, it was the rich who held greater power and influence over the law. Therefore, we can see that punishments became harsher in reaction to the growing fear of vagabonds from the richer sections of society. There was also a lack of understanding of what was causing an increase in the number of homeless people in search of work. Rather than understanding that there were economic factors causing this increase, the rich at the time saw poverty as a choice. People decided to beg because they were lazy, too lazy to get a job. And so it followed that they believed harsh punishments for vagabonds would act as an effective deterrent, when in reality, they weren't. By 1601, views had started to change a little This can be seen in the introduction of the 1601 Poor Law Act, where the poor were now categorised into the deserving and undeserving poor. Beggars who were too elderly or sick to work would be provided with poor relief, which differed from parish to parish. But for those who were classified as undeserving, that is too lazy to work, they continued to receive punishments such as branding or whipping, but now could also be sent to a house of correction new institutions that were similar to prisons where inmates would be subjected to hard labour. Another change at this time was the criminalisation of hunting on land, which when illegal is referred to as poaching. In the period 1500-1700, we see hunting that had been carried out by ordinary people on what had been considered common land, now become illegal. And the punishment for poaching was harsh. In fact, you could see yourself hanged for it. what were the reasons behind this new crime and why was the punishment so harsh? Well, at the start of this period, people had been free to hunt on the land. But during this period, we also see that the way in which the land was farmed began to change. And where once rich landlords had left the land open for people to collect farmwood and hunt on, they now often enclosed it in order to graze sheep. Other landlords enclosed their land in order to provide inviting and opulent gardens and parks to enhance the appeal of their stately homes. They did not want the poor hunting and fishing on their grounds, and so in 1671 the Games Act was passed, making this illegal. Therefore, we could see economic changes, that is the way people farmed, and social changes, that is the way people wanted to live, alongside the fact that the rich held power in society, all contributing to hunting often becoming an illegal act. However, although the punishment for poaching was harsh, intended to act as a deterrent, it was seen by the poor as a social crime, that is a crime that didn't really have a victim. Therefore, poachers were hard to catch as people were unlikely to tell the authorities if they thought their neighbour had been poaching. During the 1600s there was also an increase in the amount of goods that were smuggled into the country, that is brought in illegally. This was largely due to the fact that the government had imposed import duties on goods such as alcohol and tea. People didn't want to pay high prices for these goods and so there was a big market for smugglers to sell to. This fact made it hard for smugglers to be caught because much of the general public didn't see smuggling as a proper crime. Added to this was the fact that unless the authorities were able to police every bit of coastline the country had, smugglers would easily be able to find places to smuggle goods in. Smugglers also worked in gangs with different people having different jobs and so it made it harder for them to be caught. Finally, following the English Civil War and the victory of Oliver Cromwell over King Charles I, there were things that became criminalised that had never been seen as a criminal act before. Cromwell was a Puritan, and Puritans believed that people should live their lives not only worshipping God in church, but also through their everyday acts in everyday life. For example, giving to charity and studying the Bible. Therefore, when Cromwell became Lord Protector in 1653, things began to change. Taking part in leisure activities, such as sports on a Sunday, became illegal, as this was seen as a day that should be entirely devoted to God. Celebrating with alcoholic drinks was banned, as it was seen as something that led people to behave badly. People were also not allowed to feast, as it was seen as an overindulgence when there were others who were going without. It was also believed to show a lack of self-control. These laws remained in place throughout Cromwell's rule, which ended in 1658. So, we can see that during the period 1500 to 1700, there were a number of actions that were newly defined as criminal acts, as well as a resurgence of some crimes that had not been committed in such great numbers before. The factors behind these changes range from political, economic, social and cultural, and it might be useful as you go back through this material to try and code them in this way. I hope you're finding the Crime and Punishment podcasts useful. I'm Miss Shaw with your favourite teacher. Thanks for listening.